0: This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling.
1: <laughs> Dad is dead. There is a dog.
0: You bought strawberries. <laughs> Who do you think you are? Did you buy homemade bread? What are you, on? What makes him happy? Uh, not
2: being in this movie.
0: Not being in this movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a lifetime
0: of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we watch movies on both Lifetime and the Hallmark Channel and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett.
1: And hello, Kurt Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Jason Bowers. Well, we're back. And
0: we are talking about, the second installment in the sisterhood of the traveling pants without the pants, yeah. the veil series.
1: Yes, yes. The this wedding. The, I have to watch that movie for another podcast. I've never seen. The it. Sisterhood being, of the
0: traveling pants.
1: Yeah, I have to watch it. Really? Oh. Yeah, I got a I got a choice of movies to watch, and like each one I had to pay for. And you know, my friend who does the podcast <laughs> said, "Why well, do not want you paying for anything?" So we had to keep going until we found a free one, and that was free. <laughs> <laughs> so one funny. of them was Dune. I was like, I don't want to watch Dune again, so I have to watch the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> you lost a bet. Well, you know, I do what I can do. I for believe it's a well received movie. movie. Maybe yeah. I'll like it. Yeah, yeah maybe you will.
0: <laughs> so, so you guys, I actually did something very interesting on Friday night. Oh, yeah, when you hear fun. about this, yes, yes, yes. So our friend, Mer- uh, our friend Meredith Thomas, who is, who is in, I guess, I think she's in all of the wrong movies or almost all of them. And she's been on the show quite a few times. She invited Jason and I to this event that she was having um, at, uh, she's a member of a VFW in um, Van Nuys. And so for Valentine's Day, they were having a special event where they showed the wrong Valentine and then had like a party, like it was a party and there was like food and it was actually a lot of fun. And so I went and I found out what the tie in was and why they had it there at the VFW. The reason why is because pretty much of that whole movie was filmed in that
1: VFW.
0: Okay, so you've in been the on the same set. room.
1: Okay, they dressed it up to make like different rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So or was it like my. Dinner with Andre, except they were like eating in the VFW.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it was kind of, it was kind of cool because then the scenes and then, and then having already watched the movie, it was kind of cool for me because a, I knew what was coming, but B I like recognized stuff. So I would say 90% of that movie was filmed in that VFW. The gym was the VFW in that room. Um, The, uh, what the, the rest uh, like the pizza parlor that, no, the restaurant that they went to was in that VFW, the office when the girl snuck into the teacher's office, that was there. So it was funny just to see that. And, you know, uh, Meredith introduced, she made sure I met, the wrong Valentine himself, Evan, who was a very nice kid. And yes. she really pumped our podcast for us. And so Evan, somewhere down the line, is gonna do the podcast. Perfect. So, That's awesome. Yeah, so he's young. Like, I'd say he's probably like 19. Like, like he's young, young, young. But um, But yeah, this was like, I think his
1: first audition was was this oh well we so, have to get his like his parents consent to come on the show no so, uh, he's 19, 19 now okay and, plus plus 18, a show, and, huh? and also we're doing a
2: zoom call we're not like having right. over to one of our places to do the podcast right
1: yeah. <laughs> well we talk <laughs> about Squibb and stuff like that and that's i don't know I, I, my parents would improve if I went on a show where people talk about June Squibb, even
2: even now. Do you think Child Protective Services is going to come for this kid if we mention June Squibb on his
1: podcast? Right. <laughs> I think she works for Child Protective Services as a side gig, so every it'll, everything will be covered. I don't know. There'll be a rape. <laughs> I, I had
0: almost a June Squibb moment this weekend, too.
1: Because Saturday it's night,
0: it's well, Saturday night, a friend had a bunch of people over, and we were watching Belfast. And for a minute... I went. I saw the old older lady, and I was like, oh, "It's June Squibb." But then I realized it was Judy Dench. Oh,
1: Dame June Squibb,
0: right? She needs I to haven't be seen. That.
1: But I did watch the um, the eyes of Tammy Faye. You had mentioned that. <sighs> that was so show. good. Did you like it, Kurt? Uh, yeah, it was sad though. Oh no, it, was, it sad. was sad. Sad, but she's great. Uh, Jessica Chastain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She I like sounded like her. I sounded exactly like her. She, I, I exactly her like her. she, she was great. Is she, part, up, is, she, is she up for an Oscar for
2: that? Yes. Yes, she is. Yes. Okay. So I, I there, like, there's, we didn't even talk about the nominations last week, but there was something with the nominations that I've blown away that nobody else in media is talking about this, that of the five best actress nominees this year, not one of those nominations comes from a movie that
0: is up for best picture. Huh? Yeah? Yeah. We should take a look at the that nominations. Is actually, that is interesting. Hmm. Because isn't it normally the Best Picture nomination and then the Best Actor or Best Actress nominations kind of go hand in hand? Yeah,
2: I mean, generally. I mean, there's usually a bit of a sweep in the nominations. Um, oh, so yeah. It, it's, so it's surprising that out of those five women that not one of them was in one of the the eight or nine Best Picture nominees.
1: Uh I'm a little little surprised that being the Ricardos wasn't even nominated.
2: It's not a great film.
1: Yeah, but it's better than Don't Look Up. I mean, a lot of people wouldn't argue with that.
2: I've heard such mixed things about Don't Look Up. Like, I I, wanted to love being the Ricardos. I just think it's, like, it's poorly executed.
0: (laughs) Okay,
1: I'm trying to see what else is up here. So, so right. don't
0: look up. I haven't seen it yet. And part of the reason that I don't want to watch it is because everyone's like, you you have to say it. You have to see it. And, like, everyone's saying that. Mm-hmm. And whenever that happens, I watch the movie, and then it's like I'm disappointed because it wasn't as yeah. good as everybody said it was
1: going to be. So I'm looking at the list. I did see King Ralph with uh, Will Smith. Um, I think you mean King Richard. No, Ralph, it, it, I was no. like, wait. I was like, wait. you know what? Will Smith <laughs> is nominated, but he's barely in it. It's mostly John Goodman, and well, like, <laughs> and it's they don't really get into the Serena Williams story too much at all. It's I all love, about I mean, bowling. Little There's little no tennis lit. at all in the movie. <laughs> What's
2: that? It, it's all about bowling. There's no tennis at all
1: in the movie. No, it's it's so it's not what I expected, but yeah, I could see it as a nominee. Yeah, no. that's funny. <laughs> well. Speaking I of Oscar-winning Oscar performances, have been, what? why weren't we offered to host? They have three hosts, and
0: it could have been us. Wanda, I, I'm so happy about Wanda. I love Wanda Sykes. Yeah, I do I too. love
1: her. Where did they get Regina Hall? What, I mean, no offense, but what, what, is she the, the, the hot host? or what? She was in Scary Movie, right, like 20 years ago? Yeah,
2: and she was in Girls Trip. The, the reason I keep seeing in the press why she's on it is Will Packer is producing it this year, who directed Girls Trip, and she was in that. But yeah, I don't feel like Packer. she's a name enough of a name to be one of the hosts. It's kind of an odd choice.
1: They were talking about getting the, the uh, three, which the three cast members from Only Murders in the Building, yeah. which would have been like really good, kind of would have worked. It's still diverse. Uh, I think I think they said they, they they turned them down. Apparently, this group is it's interesting. Interesting group of hosts they have.
0: Well, I mean, from what I've heard, hosting the Oscar, the Oscars is a very thankless job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: exactly. The the thinking of
2: having three hosts this year is so they're going to have one host anchor each hour.
1: Yeah, yeah. So are yeah.
2: basically splitting up the duties amongst three people, but not like doing a co-host thing, like, hey, Wanda's doing this hour, Amy's doing the next hour, Regina's doing the
0: next hour. And at least Wanda and Amy will say things that'll piss people off,
1: which is always good. You remember Wanda Sykes, she was she did she was she wasn't the host of the Emmys, but she was like the Emmy, she'd walk around the audience with a microphone, she has got to improv with people and she she pissed off Bill Cosby. Remember that? She says something, something like, Hey, Bill Cosby. She says, uh, You know, Larry David, he improvs on a show. Like, you didn't used to do that, did you? And he goes, We, we spoke English, proper English, on our show. So, she, so to put him down, she goes, Well, how about those crappy Cosby mysteries? <laughs> that, was that was her put down to Bill Cosby. <laughs> that was awesome.
0: I remember that alone. I'm glad
1: she's hosting the. I'm glad she's one of the hosts. Of course, Amy Schumer is my old, my old friend who I did a student film with many years ago. Wait, oh really? What? Yeah, I told you guys that before, didn't I? I Think so. I I did a student. It was. It was. I did a student film. So I spent like a a couple weekends uh, working with her on that, that thing. Right. So it was fun. And then she got on. um, she got on like a, a last comic standing like a year later, right? Now, that was it for copy credit and meals. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get paid anything. <laughs> Cuz that's it what, was before we were famous. That's what they say here. That's what they say at all the at all the audition things. Copy credit and
0: meals.
1: Exposure. Well, if you're a musical guest for the if you're the halftime musical guest for the Super Bowl, apparently you don't get paid. So, you're doing it for exposure, just like we do those student films for exposure. Not only do
2: you not get paid, you pay for the production. So, like, you know, on the Super Bowl, yeah, that big set that they had that looked like a bunch of uh, like Compton businesses,
0: they paid to build that. And I heard part of that set was from Adele's um, residency that didn't happen. Oh. I don't think that's true. No. Okay, that's, that, was in the, that was in the rumor mill.
2: That, that, that would rumor. be wildly unlikely, given that the residency is still going forward. It just didn't open when it was supposed to. Oh.
0: My show ain't ready.
1: Yeah. And somebody hacked Les' uh, Facebook account and, and posted up saying that he watched a f- football game. I, like, <laughs> I did. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, this is a first. I actually
0: got into it like toward because I was like, oh my God they're actually gonna win and we're gonna be in the Super Bowl city yeah so I actually watched well, it I did And too. I actually enjoyed it i was so, i I was at a, no. a
2: bar that had gave out uh, official NFL towels so I have a I had a Rams towel that I somehow lost uh and I look over and I'm like oh my God that's Michael Sam Michael Sam was the first out NFL player and he was like watching into the bar right in front of me.
0: Oh, how funny. Yeah. Wow. How fun. That's cool. It was a star-studded weekend. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. You with uh, the wrong blind date and me with an uh, NFL player that wasn't in the game we were watching.
0: Was w- were
1: you at the bar and where me? the Prince
2: Bartends? No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and me reminiscing about working with Amy Schumer about 50 years ago or so. <laughs> so we all had a big show business weekend. Yes, we did. I think it was longer than that. Well, okay. speaking yes. of show business, Kurt, do you have mm.
0: Black China news?
2: Doing a piece yeah. of China. China. China.
0: I'm talking China. The
2: Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick.
1: All right, this is from RadarOnline.com. Rob Kardashian's death threats to Black Chyna's friend lead to LAPD investigation. Oh. Black Chyna is fighting her ex, Rob Kardashian's attempt to block a jury from seeing alleged text messages he sent threatening to hire a hitman to kill her friend and revealing oh. a prior LAPD investigation into her uh, for the first time. According to court documents obtained by Radar, China is demanding the court allow her to introduce the text into evidence in their upcoming trial. The trial is set to start later this month. Rob is suing oh, China oh. over an alleged assault that went down at Kylie Jenner's home in December 2016. Uh, of course, the former Keeping Up with the Kardashian star claims his then fiance battered him while intoxicated. He claims hey. she tried to strangle him. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, did you, did you have a question?
0: No, because I'm like, how big is the...
1: Oh be. yeah! yeah. Oh, oh yeah! It's coming. Uh, so he claims uh, he claims she tried to strangle him with her iPhone cord and hit him with a sixteen foot now a six foot metal pole. Uh, She denies assaulting Rob and claims videos taken the following day shows him without any bruises or injuries. The parties are preparing for trial at the moment and going back and forth about what can be discussed. Recently, Rob filed a motion asking for any talk about a separate lawsuit involving him and China to be banned. The suit in question was filed by a man named Justin, a.k.a. Pilot Jones. In court documents, he accuses... (laughs) Rob of melting down after a picture of pilot and China kissing leaked. Okay. Now this is, I'm going to give a dramatic reading of this. So get ready. Any casting people out there, take note in one message submitted in court. Rob wrote, okay, here it is. This is my wife and you about to get your ass beat by every Mexican in LA, including me. I promise you that you about to get your, wait. don't interrupt my reading. There's casting people listening. All right. You (laughs) about to get your ass beat by about every (laughs) loyal Mexican in Los Angeles. And if you don't think I got fools in Atlanta, we are going to beat your ass. So, (laughs) reality, reality, Scar. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> the crowd was kind of going in and out there they, they didn't they were a little bit on the fence all right the reality star also had no problem using a homophobic slur in the messages and i this i don't know if this is a homophobic slur, slur but he says i hope you're religious, if you religious because after i beat your ass with about 30 mexicans you better hope god lets you into heaven i don't know if that's what hom- it's not it's not really on the level all right so i, I, I don't think it's homophobic
2: as much as it is kind of racist? Yeah. Why, why is yeah. Rob bringing in Mexicans? Yeah, this whole oh, tirade is yeah. racist.
1: Yeah. Well, now China's objecting to Rob's motions over the text messages. She, she will testify about the numerous text message death threats that Rob sent to Mr. Jones on October uh, 2016 using China's phone. China says she does want to talk about the text because at the time, the messages caused LEPD to launch an investigation into her. She claims due to Rob using her phone, the police investigated her. Well, I'm surprised the phone was working. She was using the cord to try to strangle him instead of actually, you know, recharging. it. But anyway, she says after speaking to her LAPD, uh, believed she did not send the messages. China argues all this is important because it'll explain what happened in December 2016, the night Rob claims she hit him. She denies attacking him and claims she was actually trying to re retrieve her cell phone that Rob stole. China says the LAPD situation happened prior to him taking the phone and she was concerned he could get into more trouble with another text. The judge is yet to rule on whether the text could be introduced. That's where we're at.
0: Well, okay. If he was saying stupid shit like that, I could see like getting annoyed and wanting to strangle him to shut him up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What is this? The first we've heard that uh, she's claiming that Rob stole her phone and she's just trying to get it back. I feel like that's the first defense we've heard of the I iPhone. So. Cable.
1: Yes. And how do you, is that how you get someone's, is that, is that how you get your phone back? You come after him with a six foot pole.
0: And, and okay. Rob Kardashian is not Mexican. No. So why was, why would he involve Mexicans in
1: this? That's dumb. I don't know. There's a quote from the article. That uh
0: Okay, see, now I don't like him. Now I'm totally Team China because he said race that's racist,
1: but wow. he you know. Oh, so goodness. Team China.
0: I'm with you, China. I am
2: and I'm yeah. curious because you know this case involves uh you know, people being feeling like they're in fear of one another. I'm curious how this case plays out with all the Kim Kardashian news of the past few days of, like, Kanye having a big meltdown on social media and her basically saying, like, hey, you're going to get Pete Davidson hurt. I'm curious, like, how this all plays out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that Kanye stuff is wacky.
0: And that really is, and well, the Kanye stuff is sad because they have kids, and the kids have to see this. Well, it's concerning.
1: You know? Like it's clearly
2: like he's having a mental breakdown. It, it's something that we all sort of recognize, but nobody's doing anything about it.
1: No. what's what's his issue? Is he? I think uh, what,
2: I think he's bipolar. I think he's been open yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah.
0: So obviously, he's not on his meds. Right. <laughs> if he's if he's acting acting the way that he's acting, you know. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you have it. Heavy show. There you there you have it. Rob's racist
1: tirade. Yeah. Yeah, that is a direct quote from the article that was not in commentary. <laughs> no, that's uh that was that was rough now.
2: Does Rob we, think he's yeah. Mexican? Like do you think at what point Maybe. that Kris Jenner is oh. like, actually, Robert Kardashian isn't really your dad. I have a
0: secret for you, Rob. Oh, yeah. yeah he's from the mean streets of Brentwood. <laughs> <laughs> Life is
1: rough in Brentwood, you know? Yeah, it's really weird. He did. He, thinks he's, he thinks he's Mexican. Well, hmm, all right. What's that? Yeah, he, says, right. he says that. All right. Uh, all right well well
0: i can't believe that, that. i can't believe that we're finally here with the trial like
1: it's soon yeah i oh, i okay. hope what were you gonna say sorry oh i thought you were saying you can't believe we're, we're finally here to talk about this wedding veil movie i'm like jesus it's wess is less is very excited <laughs> about this yeah this has made a huge impact on you the wedding well, veil
0: unveiled i'm just envisioning the photo ops with black it's china and movie pantsuits with their with their hair back in a bun and i guarantee that black china she's gonna have like her quote-unquote like smart look she might even be sporting some glasses for
1: sure well that's good we'll have plenty of uh news stories then for a while that because sometimes there's a slow week yes yes all right that's good well yeah let's talk about this movie
0: Part two of the Wedding Veil series. What was this called? The Wedding Veil Unveiled or something? Yeah, which is a dumb title.
1: Well, this is the Empire Strikes Back of the Wedding Veil series.
0: (laughs) But
2: if (laughs) the Empire Strikes Back were called Star Wars, Star Warsier. Like, you're using the the name of the movie in the subtitle of the movie.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay, so we're Here in we Chicago, and, and we see Sammy Brady, or what was her name? She was Tracy, right? Yep. And oh, um, Emma, one. we see Sammy Brady and Emma, and they're packing for Italy. And then Avery comes up, Lazy Saber comes over, Avery. Okay. Oh, and, you know, they're, they're helping her pack. They're talking about where their annual weekend is going to be. Because remember from the last movie, every year they meet up at a different location and go antiquing. That's like their thing. They also, this this line of dialogue felt like
2: they were trying to lay the groundwork for doing more of these movies after this
1: year. Yes. Well, they they don't have to do that. (laughs) <laughs> i think i think they've i think they've they've proven how they've exhausted this well and i don't want to say this but uh, nah you know, the, the blonde they, woman just the blonde woman just annoys me and i don't know why i can't put my finger on why who, sammy yeah
0: samantha jean brady oh yes yeah, how uh, dare you well i don't want to bring it up but we have to talk about something <laughs> how dare you we'll save that for <laughs> next we week to- when, when we've, we've got, got a like a soap, conflict. a soap
1: Maybe I'll warm up to her. How dare you, Kurt Fitzpatrick. All right. Well, we need some conflict on the show. You know, that is, so they, that is Samantha
0: Jean Brady, the baddest bitch on soap operas.
1: I'll think about it.
0: Um, Oh, Oh, one of the things, did you notice, did, did you watch it with commercials? Yes. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I skipped through the them, but I, I
2: would see the, the breaks, the commercial breaks.
0: Did you notice they are really pushing like, I'm thinking it's like the new guard of actors. Because I thought there was like just a bunch of commercials and it seemed like they were really, you know, kind of like in a way like these are our new, these are our new crop of actors. I, I didn't, didn't see, see anything kind of that shit. stood
2: out specifically, but it's also that time of year where they, like, after they get out of Valentine's Day, they don't have a zillion movies with their biggest names.
0: Right. Oh, and then by the way, this month it's called Love You, Ari. Yeah.
1: Oh, boy. No, I didn't see that, but I, I saw an ad. There's a, there's a, a, a glitter box commercial where they, they put cats in little outfits, like they're scientists. And I thought, they really dig? dress up those cats because that's got to be aggravating <laughs> I don't think, I don't think they did. so i saw that <laughs> what's, what's oh.
2: aggravating is a cat trying to study for its chemistry exam
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a hard one i can't even read so so
0: basically another thing so we find out because it was kind of like you know they were updating us and what was going on It seemed that, remember after the last movie, she was supposed to go on her trip straight away, but we find out here that the trip had been pushed back. Uh, And so she was was now going in the summer, which they were like, well, wait, was it in the summer or was it in the winter? It was supposed to be in the
2: summer, and they moved it to the fall.
0: Okay, because they were talking about the weather, and they're like, well, maybe this is... This is a better time for you. Maybe you'll have a better time anyway. Um, But um, And then we remember that she had been broken up with because she didn't want to move to Michigan with her ex. And so we find out that Emma is teaching American art in Italy. And then, of course, they're like, and don't forget the veil because she actually was going to take the veil and kind of do some research on it and find out where the veil like the history of the veil
2: did you guys think it was weird that um the few times that emma would refer to her ex he never had a name
0: no right i i i I noticed that and by the Mm -hmm. way out of hallmark movies this movie turns out to be the most scandalous Hallmark movie
2: ever. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We should ever. have started with that.
1: Well, that's ever. what you guys said, and I was really had my hopes up for some real dirty stuff. And...
2: Well, did you well, figure out what it was? Because I hinted at it in our yeah. chat
1: thread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I watched the whole movie, so. Well, put it this way. For Hallmark,
0: that's like having an OnlyFans page. Well, what's weird
2: about it is this detail is revealed later in the movie. But in a normal Hallmark world, that detail would never have never made it in the movie, much less been talked about openly. But in this movie, it was talked about openly and then sort of embraced like, isn't that romantic?
0: Yes. 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 Yeah, it was like no big deal. I was like, you go Hallmark.
1: (laughs) But it was... Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll get there.
0: Anyway, so Emma goes to Italy and um she 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 goes to her hotel. She meets Francesca, who I guess is the either the owner or the you know, or the the concierge or whatever. Francesca. And so, you know, Francesca's being really nice. She brings her some prosecco and biscotti. And then they start, her and Francesca start talking about the veil. And she reminds us all that the, the legend of the veil is whoever has the veil is going to get married. Fall in love, meet the love of their life, and get married.
1: She should have stayed at, at a hostel instead. That would have been better. Like, sleep in a room with, like, eight other college students. People. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> what I did just a couple years ago. And then I had to sleep with all my clothes on and holding all my stuff. <laughs> That's what she should have done.
2: Well, I imagine the university is paying for this trip.
0: Right. Oh. Well, don't take advantage. So, so then she goes to the school. She meets Natalia, who's like her boss. And then she decides to take a trip to Verona. So mm. she's going well, to... Was, what was it, like a ferry or a boat or something? Seem like a fairy of some sort,
1: yeah. A water taxi, yeah.
0: So she's trying to figure out the ticket machine, and I have actually made this mistake myself. So she's trying to figure it out. The line has like the line is down the block, and finally, this hot guy, very hot, like sex on a stick hot, approaches her and asks if he can help her, and she's like. No, 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 no. And then she she says so, like something in botched Italian and everybody laughs at her because she said she's gonna take a bath. And so Yeah, they really um, thought that was funny. Right. Well well at that point they're probably like pissed at her because they were all in line. Yeah, I don't hours. think
2: they thought that was funny. I think they were laughing at her like, hey dumbass. <laughs> you don't know what you're saying. No, that's
1: probably true.
0: So what so he came back to help her? And what she was doing wrong is in Europe, they do the date differently. So, you know how we do month, day, year? Month, day, year. There, they do day, month, year.
1: Day, month, year. Okay, I'm going to remember that.
0: So, that's what she was doing wrong. And I was like, oh, I've done that. I get that. And so, I've never been to Italy. Oh, I want to, I need to go back.
1: I I need to go back. This movie was like a commercial yeah. for Italy. I got the, the men-
2: impression that part of why, because they filmed this, you know, I'm assuming not necessarily the height of COVID, but the, the, you know, when things were starting to come back and Italy was hit hard, I'm imagining they probably gave them incentives to film there
0: if they showed it off nice. No. The, the men in Italy are just hotter than hot, and one is hotter than the next. So
1: I need to get back to Italy soon. Right. Okay. Aren't you a married man. Less so. uh, well. Should just you be in that I, much of a rush? To look, just, clearly? just because I'm on a
0: diet, <laughs> does it mean I can't look at the menu? I'm not blind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. Oh,
0: so so she's kind of um, she she she's kind of a flaky traveler because then she's walking away from from after she gets her ticket and she drops her ticket on the ground. And he's like, yo, you dropped your ticket. And then she's really full of herself because then he shows up again and she looks at and she's like, are you following me? And he's like, no, you idiot. I'm just, it's a small town. I'm walking. And then, like, she got really stupid. So, like... He was going to walk, and so she was kind of waiting for him to walk by. Like, she was just being an idiot. She
2: was trying to take a photo of something, and she's like stepping over, stepping over, and almost like falls in the water. So he comes over to like stop her. And she
1: was kind of rude to him.
2: About that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to save you, dumbass, from falling in the water.
1: It is weird he keeps showing up wherever she is. I mean, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes it's, it's kind of odd.
2: I mean, if this were the Lifetime movie, he would be stalking her and would explain right. it away.
0: He'd, he'd have a black hoodie and the chloroform ready in his hands. Oh, so then she goes to this museum. because The g- Museum. Yeah, because she's gonna. Yes, she's gonna, going to a lace museum, but the lace museum was closed, and we find out the reason why the lace museum was closed is you know Italy isn't as uptight as we are here. So, the woman who ran the museum was pregnant and giving birth, so they were like, "Fine, we'll just close the whole thing."
1: <laughs> it was yeah. a pretty large museum too, wasn't it? Because when she finally yeah. actually goes to it. <laughs> yeah they're like we'll just wait for just her to music. come back
2: okay you think there's a uh, huge demand for people going to
1: see lace no I, it sounds so boring and isn't there like is isn't there some like amazing artwork in italy what what, what are you gonna see in the lace museum
2: <laughs> <laughs> i mean they made a big deal in this movie about the the amount of stitching that went into lace and the unique things. And like, I never knew that that was a thing. So there might be people that are into it, but I still thought, even if that's true, does it justify a giant museum?
1: I think it was, there was a TV show called
0: Lace. I oh, that, I remember that show from yeah, It was in 1984. Yes, yeah. Phoebe Cates. And the big thing at the time, this is before people really swore on television, and the big thing about this movie is she was like, and by the way, which one of you bitches is my mother? And that was like a big deal back
1: Damn. then. Angela Lansbury was in it. Yeah, this is definitely what the museum was. Bess Armstrong. <laughs> Brooke Adams, I don't know who that is. Brooke She's Adams like was... Jennifer. Different. Yes, because
0: Brooke Adams is actually married to Tony Shaloub.
1: Oh. Yes. Yeah, see, there's a lot more to do with this lace TV show than actual lace. So I think you could, you, you could make a museum about that show. Wait, is That's there, is
2: there an exhibit about this TV show in the museum as well as an exhibit uh, about the Don Henley, uh, Stevie Nicks song, Leather and Lace? Huh?
1: No, I'm not familiar with that. But, the but way, there's a the, new lace. West, There's a yes. Lace too. There was a sequel, oh, Lace 2.
2: You know who should have been in this museum? Who? Lacey who? Chabert.
1: Oh. Oh.
2: <laughs> Maybe this was Miss a Hallmark. mind. Missed opportunity,
1: Hallmark. All right. <laughs> they, had, they had a lot to work with here.
0: Oh. So she showed, so she goes to this one woman and the one woman is like, well, I can't help mm-hmm. you, but why don't you go to that shop go to this shop and they'll be able to help you out. So she goes to the shop. There wasn't a huge sh-
2: infusion of lace proprietors on this island, weren't there?
0: Right? Right? Lace yeah. is like
1: like the industry of <laughs> that town. You're into lace. Yeah, like twelve stores, twelve lace stores.
0: So, so she takes the lace to this other lace store and there's like a woman there's like an older woman and a few young women and she shows the woman the veil and the woman just starts flipping out mm-hmm. like flipping out and then our guy shows up and mm-hmm. she gets an attitude she's like wait a minute what you're here too why the hell are you here and then he gave her a look like you are a dumb bitch because then he looks at her and he says well uh, that's my grandmother who's flipping out over there and this is our family shop so now what are
1: you going to say she's the snarker
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and then um, plot twist
1: right mm. so,
0: so then we find out that um, this uh, the the Woman in the the veil in the painting belonged to his great 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 great
1: great 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 grandmother. Well, there weren't that many greats. You're going back to like Adam and Eve.
2: Well, so that yeah, the bride in the painting was his great 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 grandfather's sister, and the veil was made in their shop by like one of their
0: ancestors. And and they they thought they they thought that it would they'd never see it again. And then they were also wondering how did it end up in the states. Yeah, because
2: there's this whole uh, history around it that the, the woman Ariana in the portrait that we saw that was focused on last week, or in the last movie, uh, that even though she's wearing this veil in the portrait, she doesn't actually wear the veil in her wedding photos from the day up. Right. She's
0: okay. wearing
2: a different veil. It's a big, right.
1: How do they big pitch mystery. This- How do they pitch this? And the second movie is going to be the history of the veil.
2: I think these were based on books.
1: Oh.
0: (laughs) Kurt's disgusted. (laughs) Look,
2: Kurt, you don't have to pay attention to the plot. There are plenty of opportunities to see good food in
1: this movie. They're coming up. Yes. Yeah. Well, I like the scenes of Italy, but.
0: You know. Oh, so, so so they offer to buy the veil off of her. And she's like, well, I can't sell you. you know, she's like, I'm not going to sell it to you. I'm just going to give it to you. This is from, you know, it's your family's, it's your heirloom anyway. So there I'm just going to give it to you. Just take it. And so we find out that the sexy guy's name is Paolo. And so then she has her Zoom call with, with, uh, with, Avery and Tracy. And oh, by the way, the the woman in the painting was named Ariana. Mm -hmm. And so then they're trying, you know, trying to figure out, you know, I wonder why she didn't wear it. And and so then they go to the museum. Her and uh, Paolo go to the museum. And then I wrote, he is sexy AF. And so they asked to speak to the curator of the museum and um, they talked to the curator and he's like, oh, by the way, I have sketches too. And so he gives them the sketches and. um, And these are sketches
2: from Amici, the guy that did the painting. Right. Yeah. Right. That was like the big focus Um, of last week's movie.
0: Right. So, so she noticed that Ariana was smiling in the sketches, but she looked hmm. very sad in the painting.
2: Hmm. You mean, no. Uh, yeah, smiling in the sketches and the portrait, I think not smiling in the wedding photos.
1: Yes. And Amici had done the artwork. Is that yeah. right?
2: He had done the okay. painting.
1: Oh, okay.
2: He was commissioned to paint Ariana
0: right so they find this out paolo's heading back paolo's going to verona he asks uh emma if she wants a ride she's like no she wanted to walk around padua a bit now this is where uh romeo and juliet this was the the city that where romeo and juliet lived and so he was telling her all these different touristy things that have to do with romeo and juliet and she was like, I want nothing to do with love. I hate love. I almost hate men. So I want to go to something that's unromantic.
2: We also find out Paolo's wife passed away.
0: I see yeah. dead people. Dead. Yeah. Dead. Your wife is dead. So, so is then, it? at one point, I then took out my, my phone, and I took a picture of Paolo because I liked the outfit that Paolo was wearing, and so I took a picture of it so that I created it.
1: Well, that's a good idea. He did wear some nice uh, f- yeah. fitted outfits. So I took a picture
0: of that so I could recreate it myself.
2: I I will say, I did take note of, like, wow, he's got very. Actually, everyone, all the guys in the movie did because it was like very. They leaned into the fact that it was very European. So, you know, they had like very nice European, very, you know, smart looking fall outfits.
0: Yes. Yes. So if you see me wearing like some turtlenecks with colors in the fall, you'll know.
1: Because yeah. he wore I a lot of turtlenecks. Was, well, there's one point he was wearing like a kind of a suit, but without a tie. Yes, and that that looked that looked good. It was like it was like a well fitted. Mm-hmm. That's what I yes. need. I think the uh, actor's okay. name is Paolo. Also, oh really? Oh, did you do some digging? I think so. Yeah, I think I did look look up something. I'll confirm that.
0: So. It's Emma's first day of teaching. She messes up because she plugged her she plugged the um, the slide, the computer in to the, but she used an adapter which you're not supposed to do. What I don't first, understand
2: is why the fuck didn't she test that out before class started.
0: Right cuz you're supposed to use a, you're supposed to use an adapter when when you bring stuff from the US. But yeah, it wasn't an it she didn't need it. So she she set she set the room on she almost set the room on fire and she blacked out the entire campus.
1: She said we were going to discuss artists from John Singer Sargent to Andy Warhol. Yeah, and then it just exploded.
0: So then she's talking to Tracy and Emma again. Uh, we find out that she has a book about the veil, but she can't read it. And they're like, you idiot. You've got an Italian man right there. Why don't you get him to translate it for you?
2: Or, you know, Google translate.
1: Right. Do that. What so, is her class? So, so she's, she's teaching American art, right? Is that what she's doing? Yes. Yep. Okay.
0: So then we see an Italian family sitting outside having a delicious lunch. Mhm. And it's Paolo's family. And Paolo's dad is like Paolo wants to expand the business, the dad does not want to expand the business. Um they do the family arguing Chatter, chatter. And then we find out that Grandma Nona has a birthday coming up. And
1: nona or n- n- Nana? I think nona. they called her Nona. Oh, Nana. Oh, Nona. Yeah. Nana. In Italian, nana. Grandma
0: Grandma is Nona and Grandpa
1: is Nono. No No. No, no. Mm hmm. Because I, I had a grandmother, we called her n- Nana. Nana? <laughs> no. N- Nana. <laughs> what, what she did, was Nana.
2: What did Grandpa do that he was given the nickname No-No? No-No.
1: Right. No. Oh, no-no, Grandpa. No-no, Grandpa. No-no, no, Grandpa. That's your, that's your granddaughter. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about
0: that. Oh,
1: so. So, so, so,
0: so they decide to go sightseeing Emma and Paolo. Paolo decides to take her. He has like a fancy sports car. Nice. And then, this next scene... That doesn't mean Paulo
1: has money, though. He may have taken all his savings and put it into that sports car. Well, no, it's an Italian ladies, sports car. So
0: it was an Italian sports car, so it's probably not as expensive there. Yeah. So... There's, I want to drive it home. So this next scene reminded me of Like a Virgin. Because they were going through the canals. Touched for oh, the yeah. very first time. So... So um, they're doing research. They find out that Ariana fell in love with Amici. Yeah. But they couldn't get married because she's getting married to mm-hmm. someone else. Yeah.
2: She thought it'd be shameful. It shameful. She, she, yeah. she still ended up marrying the guy she was engaged to. And Amici died about a year later from a broken heart.
1: Yes. Isn't Amici the guy who was, like, the grandfather in Harry and the Hendersons? Is that the same guy?
0: (laughs) I've never seen it. I don't know. Don Amici from Cocoon.
1: Yeah. But Cocoon would just be too easy to reference, so I I figured I'd... Well... I I threw out Harry and Hendersons and said, well, if I fail, I fail. And here I am. Well, because then we'd have to talk about Wilford Brimley again. Because
0: he was
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. I I still love... That Wilford Brimley was younger than me when he was in Cocoon (laughs) by years, by five years.
1: Yeah. Damn. I was like, that's a hard 50. I don't know. We got to switch over to Hume Cronin for a breather. I think because Brimley's (laughs) I'm on Brimley fatigue. (laughs) (laughs) Brimley fatigue. (laughs) <laughs> well that get ready for that that 19 year old is going to come on our show he's going to enjoy these references <laughs> oh. only the
2: June squib one that's going to get us in trouble though.
0: Thank
1: right you. oh so so the kids are getting
0: restless with her with her with her, <laughs> her syllabus like they're not liking
1: her that what passed. she's teaching there's a, there's like two kids who get lines and the, so one of them is a girl and she's mad that we're not going to do pop art now she was yes, kind of an she, asshole. She, 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 well, she demands. We're not going to learn the history. We're going to get to Andy Warhol now. She wants to learn about how those soup cans were made.
0: And, and so then later, um, Emma's sitting at a cafe, like doing work, and Paulo walks by, and she's like, "Well, what are you doing here?" And Paulo, we find out, Paulo mentors students as well. Paulo's a very busy guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everything very he does dumb. somehow involves her.
2: Yeah, like how small is this island, right? Because now it does
0: seem like somebody's stalking someone. Yeah, and then to top it all off, he's like, "I hear you almost burned the campus down."
1: (laughs) Well, then how about he starts saying like, "Hey, let's." I got an idea. Uh, Instead of drinking all these espressos, I can take you back to the hotel, and I can do something that will relax you. I'm like, oh boy.
2: Well, because she said she had trouble connecting with her students, so he's going to show yes. her how to
1: do it. He's going to show her something. And I'd be like, That's "Yes, cool. please." But what, he, <laughs> but what he, but what, but what he,
0: <laughs> he showed her was how to do embroidery. Yeah, they it's were nice ma- that you
2: say please. They were making yeah. lace together.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Ruby is working overtime to try and make lace seem sexy. In 2022, and I'm
0: just not on board. No. So, so then he tells the story.
1: What was his story? Oh, I I think I watched it twice, because the first time I just, just couldn't pay attention. It was something about, looks like it was Frankenstein. Somebody and somebody tried to, oh, oh, no, there's, okay, there's a fisherman, I thought it was, not Frankenstein, fisherman, uh, there's a fisherman's out, and and a siren tried to seduce him with her singing, you know, like in uh, The Odyssey. So who was singing? I don't know who who did that. That it was, was me. Away. Okay. Uh, and, and so oh, that's singing. It's seductive. So anyway, he, <laughs> he resists the siren singing because he has a fiance. And then the siren did something I don't understand. She did something, like she she did something and like lace – was the result of it oh yeah they, i they I, it I checked out
2: a I, it was a dumb story and i didn't care but b um he did have an accent and it was it was a long story for him to deliver with the accent without me fully understanding what he was saying
1: yeah and then- I, yeah somehow uh she gave him lace as a as a reward for not giving into her temptations and they did something with the lace
0: and then she's like, oh, yeah, well, my boyfriend dumped me when he moved to Michigan, and that's why I hate long-distance relationships. That's my story. At <laughs> least it was clear. Yeah. Exactly.
2: A <laughs> boring story,
1: but we got to the point.
0: So then we see her teaching class,
1: and she decides she to take a step st- a bit. She gives in to her students. She throws, yeah. throws out what she thinks she should teach. She starts teaching about Edward Hopper and Lichtenstein. Yeah,
0: yeah, and they were much happier. The kids were so. So then, she's talking to her sister. She's talking to Paulo's sister. Hmm. Then Paulo showed up, and I once again whipped out my phone and took a picture of the screen because I liked his gray turtleneck as well. Then they go shopping and oh no she goes shopping and she sees like these like cute little perfume bottles and then one of her students pops out her
1: cute little student luca young luca
0: i thought and i thought luca's uncle or grandfather or whoever that was was kind of sexy like an older gentleman and so we find out that luca is taking this class because he needs this credit because He's he's going to gra- He wants he's going to graduate and go to graduate school, and he's been accepted to this program. So so then we're at, it's at night. Uh, Francesca's heading out of the town. She's going to go to Luminaria, mm-hmm. and she asks Emma, "Do you want to go?" And Emma's like, "No, I'm busy." And Francesca kind of heckles her, and it's like, "Ugh, really, girl?" And She's so then, papers. right. But then she changes her mind, and she goes, and she bumps into Paolo, and Paolo's like, oh, I heard you at home grading papers. <laughs> I do love the gossip in this town. <laughs> there were ne- yeah. no secrets in this town at all.
1: Yeah, you could tell how hot the scandals were in this town. Mm-hmm. The, big, the big gossip was she was grading papers.
0: Well, he's also kind of
2: shading her for being driven. Which is it's like, I, I understand that the culture is a little bit different there than it is in America. But it, it, the fact that she has ambition shouldn't be downplayed.
0: Well, and if this wasn't a vacation for right. her, she was working. right. It's not like
2: one of those Hallmark <laughs> movies where the, the woman is sent away to like, she's got to unwind. It's like she's literally there to do a job.
1: Yeah, she had a class to teach every day. He's talking about <laughs> also. He's talking about he takes three hour lunch breaks, and he wants to start. He wants to open up a business in New York, but he's well, taking three hour lunch breaks.
0: But no, but in Spain, no, no, but in Spain, um, we in took two hour lunch breaks. It's called. It's, it's. I don't know if they still do it, but back when I was a teenager, um, they they honored siesta, so everything would close down for two hours. Everything. And then, um, except for the department store, El Corte Inglés. Everything else okay. closed. And even, like, with my school, we would go through the day. But Spanish schools, even, the kids would go and take siesta. And then go back to school. But then they went to school until, like, 6 in the evening, which I thought kind of sucked. Yeah. Um. Oh. So, one of the things... That, you know, they discovered is, like, the veil in the painting... Well, Ariana didn't wear the veil that she was supposed to wear. Correct. And... Like,
2: the, the, the wedding veil at the center of these movies, Ariana didn't wear that veil on her wedding day. She only wore it in that portrait.
0: Right. And... Then um, Emma deduces, oh, well, the reason why she didn't wear the veil, because remember, the legend of the veil is if you have that veil, you're going to meet, like, the love of your life. Mm-hmm. And the reason why she wasn't wearing the veil was because she wasn't marrying the man that she loved. Okay. And, and, and so then, you know, then there's the whole scene of, like, he... Like, hey, I can tell that you're starting to like Italy and Italy's having an effect on you because you're like lightening up a little bit. And, and then they have like the, the, the Hallmark dance scene where like, you know, they, they dance and then realize that, oh, we kind of like each other. And, and everybody in this town is related pretty much.
1: Well, oh, there are always women saying hello to him. Yes. Hello. Yes.
0: Oh, so the next day, we find out that poor little cute Luca had to drop out of school because he couldn't afford it. And because of this, he needed this class to graduate. And so, because of this, he's not going to have to graduate and he has to give up his dreams of school. And that, but Emma was like, you know what? I'm going to try to help you. Um, just keep on coming to class anyway, and we'll, I'll figure this out, because it's a Hallmark movie, and I can. And, oh, and then this is where I guess Paolo had said to her, you can make anything work if you really want to. Yeah. So, so then Emma goes to talk to Natalia, and Natalia's like, nope. Can't help him. And then Natalia's like, "And you should even have him coming to your class to audit.
1: No auditing. No. Which I thought
0: that was kind of mean.
1: I get
2: that, though, because that, if he's no longer a student there, you know, if they allow it for him, they've got to allow it for everyone else. It could be a liability right. if he ends up getting hurt and he's not under the, you know, he's not covered.
0: Right. But then Emma was like, you know what? I'm doing this anyway. I need to help this kid. And Natalia was like, okay.
2: (laughs) But, like, what if she lights the classroom on fire and Luca dies? The university is not going to cover his insurance.
1: Right. And that could happen.
0: Oh, so then we find out that Nona found some lace inside the pocket of the veil.
1: Oh boy! A so, huge plot point here, right? So, so Colossus they threw that in just to just to you know overstimulate us to create like a little mystery for all the people tension.
0: that are like
2: real turned on by the lace of this movie. Was I? <laughs> I said for all the people that are like really turned on by a lace oh. in the movie, right? Oh, yeah, that was me. You thought you saw lace? Wait till you see the snowflake lace piece.
0: Ooh. It, it's enough to drive you over the edge. Oh, so then they go down. her Mer- and Paolo Mer- go to the basement looking for some stuff.
1: Yeah, and some dirty, they put on these dirty, filthy hats. Yeah. Their heads. There's probably like mites now, you know, burrowing themselves into their hair.
0: And and, and then we find out that paulo knows Fred Astaire songs but then they find a box and it belonged yeah. to Ariana. Oh, And then they open it up and there's a picture of Amici inside. And then they found her will. And she left a chunk of land for Nona cause Nona took care of her. And then she left a chunk of land to the chambermaid. Carmella. Yes. And she said, because Carmella helped me in my darkest hours. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, well, what were her darkest hours? Hmm. Um, Then uh, his mom, Paolo's mom, invites Emma for lunch. And Emma was like, oh, no. And I was like, you dummy, you better go and get that Italian lunch. It's probably really good. So they're having lunch. For some reason, they start talking about apple pie. Oh, the dessert came out, and it reminded uh, Emma of apple pie.
2: What did you think of this, Kurt?
0: Uh, the apple pie,
2: or the dessert? What well, was the dessert, dessert that wasn't the apple pie? Whatever that was,
1: it wasn't apple pie. It was like something that kind of like resembled apple pie, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was similar to apple pie. Yes.
0: Yeah. Now, Kurt notice yeah. the other night when I was at that event. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture, I saw a big chocolate cake and I took a
1: picture and sent it to you. Yes. Well, I was very impressed because you said that Meredith actually baked a cake. Yes. And it was good. It was
0: like a cherry tart. And I don't even really like cherries, but it was very good.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, that's very interesting. We didn't know that about her.
0: Oh, so, so then we find out Emma only has two weeks left. And then Nona is going to have a big birthday party. And she's like, well, Emma, why don't you come to my party? And then, mm-hmm. then Emma and Paolo are on a boat. And he kind of used it as a way to kind of grope her a little bit. <laughs> what, <are> you- <laughs> what do you Grope her? What do you mean? Because, like, she was on the boat and he was kind of behind her. Because, like, yeah. the little boat. Well, I thought it was funny. I don't know if you noticed the
2: the little uh, canal where they were taking that boat through. There were boats on either side, meaning there was no way their boat was going to fit through that path. I have no idea how they got through there.
0: I know, right? And then he talks. Then, then Paolo gives her, you know, a whole spiel about how Italians love lunch. Lunch is the biggest meal of the day. Yeah. Three-hour launch. And, you know, and he gave her the, listen, American, you need to chill
1: speech. We work to live, not live to work.
0: And then he was talking about how he was frustrated with the lace business. And then Emma's <laughs> like, well, you told me to take a different approach. but do you take one? I love her
2: brilliant business idea that she gave Paolo, that you need to show them a PowerPoint deck. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> She's like, come on, this
2: is,
1: this is the 90s. You need to get a
0: <laughs> Oh, so then this was a part of the movie which I think that they could have gone into more. Because... This very attractive woman walks by them, and she's like "ciao, Paolo," and he's like "ciao, Anita," and he introduces them. And Anita turns out to be his ex.
1: One ex. He's like, and an ex girlfriend. Yeah.
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: I think they could have like mined this out more. I mean, she's it certainly like, could have been a thing
2: where he's constantly running into ex girlfriends, but like they're all on good terms.
0: Yes. Yes, and Anita was very sexy mm. So So then She's back on Zoom Emma's back on Zoom talking to Avery and Tracy And they're all like Well what's up with you and Paolo And Emma's like You know, because they're basically like you, you, you better hit that And she's like, well You know, I'm leaving soon And I don't believe in long distance relationships
1: Yeah, you're still going to hit that though Yeah, Hurry up yeah, you better. You got two weeks. Before Get your, to work, girl. Before your art class is over. So,
0: so, then we find out that the chambermaid had a grandson. And so, they go to meet the grandson. And so, then we find out that his, was it his mother, or one of them, like, Moved to the States, and that's how the veil ended up in the States. Yes, I
2: think his mother.
0: And so then he looks at Emma and he's like, Well, are you two gonna get married? Are you gonna wear the veil when you two get married? And then they're like, Oh, we're not getting married.
1: They didn't even say that, they just like changed the subject in a weird way.
2: Oh no! Wait, no, we no. I I I take that back. We find out that Ariana this this movie suffered a lot from like too much plot. Uh, But this, which is surprising for a Hallmark movie, but this Ariana had a daughter that ended up moving to the U.S., so that's how the veil
1: ended up there. Yes. The key word is suffer. Yes.
2: (laughs) Or her daughter had a kid who moved. Yeah. Again,
0: too much plot. Ah. So then they went to this no, one place. No more the, of these veil movies. Just get it over the, with. Them. One movie. Oh, you got one more. You better. Oh, you better yes, yeah. get ready. Oh. And it stars. And it stars your girl. Who you don't like. <laughs> I'm a little annoyed by her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so then they went to this one area where, like, it's like a wall or something where you're supposed to write a letter to Juliet, and Juliet's supposed to help you. And he talks about how he wrote a letter to Juliet when his wife died. So, so then we find out that Luca, oh, she tells Luca, hey, I might be able to get you a scholarship, so fill this, fill this out and get it back like, immediately. Because remember, they only had two weeks until school was ending. Yeah,
2: it's, it's an endowment from the the guy from the last movie, Peter, Lacey's now husband. An endowment from the fund that he runs.
0: Right. So, so then, Luca does, he does the application right there. We find out he needs to, to send his transcripts. And he's like, oh no, the office is closing soon. So... Emma goes with him to the office. And this was another scene where I was like, because they're like, the office was closed. The woman was like, I'm closed early. And they're like, well, we need the transcripts. And she's like, okay. There was no fight. (laughs) There was was no point to that scene whatsoever. (laughs) She's all, okay. So... So, so, so then we're looking at the sketches again. Well, the
2: curator texted Emma with some more sketches that he found.
0: And there's a, there's a picture of a child. And they're like, the child, the child. Maybe we missed something. And then they find a christening gown. And then we find out the news that rocked the Hallmark Channel. The most scandalous news that I've ever seen on a Hallmark movie Ariana had an illegitimate child with Amici. What? And I was like,
1: Hallmark, what is happening to you? Amici did not pull out.
2: So hey. she had this child, but then Carmella raised it as
0: her own.
1: That's the Chambermaid. The Chambermaid. Okay.
0: Now, I didn't know about you guys, but when they first said illegitimate child, did you think that you were hearing things? I had to remind rewind it back. They, so they didn't like, use
2: I- those words, but they certainly uh, they let us know that it was Amichi and and uh, Ariana and not Ariana and her husband that had a child.
1: I was my hopes were – because you guys were saying there was this, you know, this revolutionary Reveal, and I thought maybe she was I thought maybe Emma was going to hook up with young Luca or now remember was happen
0: a few years ago, this was the channel where they couldn't even say the word divorce, yeah, and now they're having hmm. babies out of wedlock and and so I'll
2: even let it pass because it's so far in the past, and there you know these are people that the characters that we haven't really met in the movie, but <laughs> What I found surprising about it is when they found out that these two had a child out of wed- wedlock. Everyone in the movie is like, "Oh my gosh, that's so romantic!" Right? I found that more surprising.
0: There's a. It's a new day on the Hallmark Channel. It's a new world. <laughs> it wasn't really-
1: Was it really romantic for these people? Because they had to kind of give the baby away, right? Or was the the baby at least in their home? I think it was was romantic in that
2: yeah, it was romantic in that they they were in such love and they had to go through this this tragedy because of the the way things were at the time. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean if Romeo and Juliet teaches you anything, it's that romance can also be tragedy.
0: Yes. Jeez. But, yeah, so I I was just like,
1: wow, Hallmark, look at you. Some <laughs> of that story frustrated Paolo because he was kind of like, really? I still haven't gotten any action from, uh, from Emma? But right? These people were getting it on years ago. It's like, Paolo, you got two weeks. You better get to work.
2: Look, it takes a while to get that turtleneck off.
1: True.
0: Yeah. Oh. So then we find out that Peter's foundation actually gave Luca, like Luca was going to get the money. Yep. And not only is Luca getting the money for this class, they're going to pay for Luca's graduate school. So Luca scored.
1: Worked out for Luca.
0: So, so then um, we're, this, is, so now they're at, this is at Nona's party, right? Where Emma brings an apple pie. Yes.
1: Yes, he made a pie. Yeah.
0: And, and then we find out that the bags are actually, because they, they had their, their bags, their purses are actually selling well in New York. So the dad is kind of like, hmm. So, so then mm-hmm. Paolo asks Emma if she could stay longer. And Emma's like, no, because it's never going to work because we're in two different cities. And I said, long distant relationships don't work. Mm. And he's like, well, we can make it work. And she's like, nope. And she dumps him. Like he's just dumped right there. Yeah. And, th- and then he was just kind of like, well, OK, OK, that's what you want. All right.
1: <laughs> that's how they are with breakups in these movies. People are just they're OK with everything.
0: Oh, and then the grandmother gives her the veil back, and and so, you know, so she's like, okay, I'll take it back.
2: Yeah, because she said, like, the note said that you know she felt Ariana never intended to keep it.
0: Right. So, so she has the veil in her possession again. So she's saying goodbye to everybody. She's saying goodbye to Francesca. Um, but then we she finds out that her program has been picked up for next year. So she will be back in Italy. Mm. And then we then find out that Paolo has been given permission to move to the States and open a store in New York. And then, but Emma's leaving on the train and Paolo's sister is basically like, Paolo, get your shit together and go and get her off of that train. Yeah. So Paolo runs to the train station. The train is leaving. Paolo jumps on a moving train.
2: You make that sound way more dramatic than it actually was.
0: <laughs> this is not Tom
2: Cruise in Mission Impossible on like a moving train. It's like the train yeah, started to move and he gets on and
1: he's on. It was very slow moving. So, so then it was, it was like he got on an escalator. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so then
0: Paolo was like, "Guess what, Emma? I can open up a store in the States. So I'm moving to the States. So that means that we'll be in the same country and it's only like a plane ride away from Chicago to New York. We can so make it work." We're in love. They kiss. And then it's six months later, and it's their wedding. And so I welled up a little bit at the wedding. And then um, we find out that Paolo actually didn't open up a store in New York. He opened up a store in Chicago so that they could be together in the same city. And then, so they were taking the veil off. The veil has done its job yet again because Emma is now a married woman. And as they're taking the veil off of Emma's head, they're like, "Uh uh-oh, the veil has a snag in it. Tracy, why don't you take the veil and fix it? And then... Tracy says, well, you know, Finn, who's the boyfriend she talked about in the last movie, well, you know, I'm sure Finn and I are going to get engaged soon. The end. Yeah. They all all did kind of
2: shoot a look like, uh, you're not getting engaged to Finn. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you could tell that that, uh, Emma and Avery do not like Finn.
0: I'm very interested (laughs) to see what Finn is going to look like. Yeah, because I don't think Finn is the,
2: the, go- the lead that they were advertising for the other well, movie. Well,
0: I mean, come on. It's a Hallmark movie, so you know she's going to get dumped yeah. at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> we know that already. But I'm, I, I'm, wondering, word, like, I'm wondering, is he going to be like a big like, rocker dude, or is he going to be like... Yeah, I'm curious. Oh, that's cool. <laughs>
2: well, what's a Hallmark version of a big rocker dude?
0: Like, uh, like he's got too. a
2: little bit of gel in his hair,
1: yeah, and a goatee. <laughs> oh, like an old-fashioned beatnik, right? <laughs> I right. So Sweet I'm very curious. I'm very curious now.
0: Tonight, Kurt is part not. three, starring. It centers around well. Sammy Brady and Nicholas Alamein,
1: the guy. Well, they got to stop these film movies. Well. This will be it. The final I, nail in the coffin. With two stars
0: of Days of Our Lives. And they're even touting it as a Days of Our Lives reunion.
1: Oh, boy. Whatever works. So,
0: so what did you guys think of this movie? I,
1: um, I,
2: I, was, I was largely bored. It, it, it was cute enough. They were char like they were both very charming. I liked them both. I loved the visuals in it. I didn't really care. The plot, it was too much plot to follow for one of these movies to try and figure out like, wait, what's the how are we getting there? and the- the- you- and you know this person oh, and and it's this kind of scandalous thing for Hallmark, but not really scandalous. okay.
0: And I think the reason why the movie was so wordy, I think that they're attempting to make these standalone movies.
1: <sighs>
2: I think. Oh, yeah, they're definitely trying to explain a lot. But if even, let's say we never saw that first movie. We would we would have understood what was going on here. They They still needed yeah. that dialogue to be wordy to get out that... The, you know, tracing like who had the veil and where it got there and how they find out that Ariana had a baby on a wedlock.
1: Right. I think the movie's a good travel log. Otherwise I think it was a real slog. Now, it travels, it travels slog. I remember when we watched yes. that
0: movie about Belgium and then did I you end up going to Belgium?
1: Yeah. I didn't go to, um, Bruges, but I did go to, um, Brussels. So now does Uh, this make you want to go to Italy? I do. I do. I would like to go to Italy. Yeah. I wouldn't have the fancy choice. As I said, I would stay in a hostel so I can be woken up all night by strange people taking showers at three o'clock in the morning. But I definitely (laughs) would like to, I'd like to check that out. I'd like to go to Rome and go to the (laughs) Colosseum where my ancestors were beheaded. No, I'm Colosseum. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> no, it'd be cool—Venice <laughs> and all those kind of Italy places.
0: Well, I liked this one. I actually liked it. So we're ready for next next week. We don't even have to wait that long.
1: Yeah. Uh, what's this one called? The wet, The what, what is it? Wedding, the veil. wedding veil, game. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Uh, Right? (laughs) And everybody from the Hallmark movie. (laughs) That's wonderful. This last episode.
1: (laughs) Yeah. They need to step up the game a little bit. I guess this is another one of those movies. uh, Hallmark. A lot of Hallmark movies are movies that you can be. You should be doing other things while it's on.
2: And that's why I thought this one had too much plot. Like they're trying to lay out this mythology. You know, I, I mean, to use the Avengers analogy, they're trying to lay out the like what are those little stones that you, the, the the stones that you need in the Avengers? Yeah, yeah. They, they're trying to like lay this out so that there's a mythology behind these movies that ties them together, and it's just not that interesting.
1: No, now it's who's going to be to. Vacuum to. Who's going to be Thanos? Jack?
0: A? <laughs> uh, see, that yeah, would movies. be
1: interesting. Oh, maybe she. She wasn't a Hallmark movie. She's been a bunch.
0: And she's on Days of Our Lives.
1: Well, man. (laughs) Ow.
0: So, Les, how can people find you? Pardon? Well, you can find me on my website at Les com. Jason.
2: Please rate and review us on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. Give us five stars; it helps people find the show. You can find all of us on Instagram and Facebook at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast, and you find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Big Shot
1: Jason Kurt. I will be preparing to be on the Shelf Shedding Movie Show again. We'll be doing the the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants um, <laughs> and um, the Hot Spot. Which is with uh, which is directed by Dennis Hopper stars Don Johnson. I've never seen that, oh, so I'll yeah. be will be discussing that. I haven't recorded yet. I haven't watched these movies yet, but I'm just telling you that's in the future. So I do have things in the works.
0: Oh. And, okay, so, two things. If you are in Minneapolis on February 18th, and if this is done before February 18th, I am hosting the workplace drama to- storytelling show at Strike Theater in Northeast Minneapolis, and you can find out about that on striketheater.com, and if you are in Fresno, the uh, March 1st through 12th, I'm going to be doing my show, uh, The Real Black Swan, at the Rogue Festival, and you can find out about that at FresnoRogue.org. And I guess that's it.
2: And do you want to talk about your other podcast?
0: Oh, thank you, Jason. I'm, thank you. I always forget that. If you are a fan of reality shows, I have a, a podcast called The Reality Reading Rainbow, where my co-host Victoria Wood and I talk about books, written by reality stars and try to make sense of them. We are still talking about the book, Not All Diamonds and Rosé. We, this podcast actually comes out tomorrow and we are talking about The Real Housewives of Miami. Thank you, Jason. You're welcome. And I guess that's it. It is. And I'm craving pasta, so I'm gonna go and have pasta for dinner after being in Italy all day. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.